Okay, I never know how to start these because I'm going to try to make this into our first podcast uh, as soon as I'm done, but because it might take a while to upload it, I'm going to upload it to SoundCloud so that you guys can hear the answers to Kylo's AMA, and then I'm going to edit it and upload it in Anchor with some sound effects and, you know, appropriate background music or whatever. Uh, But I figured since it takes a few days to approve a podcast, I would probably just upload this first. So, my babbling aside, uh, I asked for questions for Kylo's AMA, and I got quite a few. So, this is where I answer them, uh, honestly, and uh, as was suggested to me, Uh, in a fairly stream-of-consciousness way, so I haven't even really sat and looked at them uh, for the sake of the answers. I just sort of let them alone so that when I answer, it will be pretty spontaneous. Um, Let's see what happens. I'm I'm really surprised at the response, to be honest. This is very strange because I'm used to doing these things live, and I feel sort of like I'm talking to myself uh, now that it's not. So we'll have to see how that works. Um, so I asked for questions, and I said that the subject could, subjects could range from, uh, you know, anything between the phenomenon of people being here and Kylo's stuff himself. And this is not going to be a, a podcast, probably, because I, uh, I f- apparently fail at speaking today. Um... So, I have a list of questions, and uh, I'm looking through this now. All right, so, the first few start out asking about the phenomenon of having other people and what it's like and uh, what the reality of living with it is like, and I know I've written about it uh, fairly extensively, but actually a lot of these questions touch on things that I've never... uh, really explain. So, uh, in general, when did you realize that you weren't alone? I'm always alone. (laughs) No one understands me. No. Okay, wait. Sorry. (laughs) That's my, uh, yeah, the peanut gallery is laughing over here. You know, I don't know if you mean with Kylo or in general, but this has been a phenomenon that I, no joke, have had in my life since I was a a kid. Um, I just thought it was a really weird child Uh, About the time I was 12 or 13, I realized it was a serious thing that was different than what you would normally expect if if I were, say, role-playing or, you know, playing or something like that. I realized that things were a lot darker and more intense and that I had memories that I, by all rights, shouldn't have. Um, And the fronts have rotated over the years, and I'll get to that because there's another question that... uh, addresses that, but the process has remained the same throughout my entire life. Uh, Fun fact, and I tell this story a lot, I think I was in the second grade, and I used to carry around a tape recorder because I had to have music all the time. It was was very strange. I was musically obsessed from the the time I can remember, Uh, and I remember standing in the big sort of sandy field that served as a playground for my school 
and everybody was running around me and screaming and doing their thing and playing ball. And I remember very specifically standing there and going, I'm supposed to be somewhere else. I don't belong here. This is not I, what I'm supposed to be doing right now. I'm supposed to be somewhere else. You know, this is wrong. And if you choose to believe I was a mentally ill child, I suppose that's on you. But uh, generally, uh, those things don't manifest until you're much older. And as I've said many times, and we'll say again, I've been evaluated by a bunch of psychiatrists. Uh, a couple of times because I needed a, you know, psych psychiatric treatment for anxiety and depression and things that are unrelated. And once because I had to know. I went to someone once uh, about 15 years ago and explained the whole phenomenon, and I had to know if it was something that was real or if it was something that I needed to sort of confront and address as a problem. And according to everyone I've ever seen, uh, it's not. It's they, they put it under a spiritual belief like believing in reincarnation, believing in religion, uh, if you really think about it, it's really no stranger than a lot of religions, if you really, uh, if you think about it. Um, and I'm not trying to be dismissive toward religion. I'm, I'm honestly saying if you put forward the beliefs of a lot of religions and how literally, <laughs> how literally a lot of people take it, um, it, it's really no stranger than that. Anyway, moving on. Uh, how many fronts do you have? Well, uh, right now, Kylo is sort of the uh, the big one who, it, it, how it happens is that people are main fronts and then there are secondary people who can front and spend time, but don't generally make the decisions for the body as far as what we wear, how our hair is cut, uh, you know, what we do, what our schedule is like, things like that. Um, right now, Kylo has been, it, it's sort of like I haven't worn my hair long in 25 years. And now that Kylo is the main front, uh, you know, I have since, I don't even remember the last time, uh, was it last year? Yeah. I, I met James O'Barr at uh, the Bangor Comic Con and I cut my hair the night before. So it was a year and a half ago. So yeah, um, right now there are, I would say there are two, um, Tony and Kylo, but uh, there are secondary people that were here before that can come up to the front if I need them or want them or if they're triggered in a way that is really, really uh, profound. Um, when did you realize your front was Kylo Ren? He's been floating around for quite a while. Um, I remember him floating around three years ago. Um, but I was reluctant to delve into that world. I spent a lot of time dealing with that particular reality's uh, darker aspects uh, some years ago. And so I sort of resisted him, which... Uh, I should know by now it is not a thing that I'm capable of doing, which is also something like, I, I, I did watch a, 
a video on DID the other day, and it was fascinating. I loved this video. It was this woman who has 22 personalities, actually, and she paints, and all of her um, personalities paint. Mm. And at first it was just a few of them, and then the rest of them decided that they were going to do it too. And she was told by her psychiatrist that um, her brain has created so many separate pathways for her people that she can't integrate. Even if she wanted to, she couldn't. And that she never, you know, wanted that to begin with. And again, although what we have is not a disorder, the closest thing I have to how the mechanism works is some other sort of plurality. So I, I tend to reach for that when I'm looking for examples. But Kylo, uh, this year, I think that the the first really solid uh, moment when he wasn't floating was January, I think, the, the 12th. Yeah, you're laughing, you know why. Uh, the, the, the night of January 11th, actually. And I have that date uh, graven in my mind, and I'm not going to get into it, but uh, I think that, that that was the day that I realized I wasn't going to be able to keep it out. I wasn't uh, going to be able to keep him from doing what he wanted to do, and uh, that's how it is. Um, when did Kylo realize he was in a different reality? I, I think pretty much immediately. I mean, it's not something, again... I've been living with this for a really long, a really long time. Yeah, I've never had a problem with uh, with any, people any, being confused. With yeah, anybody being confused with the fact that they weren't in the in their right space. I mean, I think that something about the process of crossing over, people know, you know, and their personalities aren't quite prepared for it, you know. And I'll I'll get to that in a, in a little bit. But as far as people don't walk out in the street and go, oh my God, what is that metal thing? Okay, it, it doesn't, I think there's a, a, a sort of vetting process that happens before I understand that it's happening. I think that it, it happens in the process of people crossing over so that they don't have that sort of shock uh, that could be really dangerous, honestly, to people. The one set of people we've dealt with where modern living would have been really difficult. There were a couple. There were a couple, but but uh, it was easy enough to sort of <coughs> filter through that. Um, is there anything about this reality that is confusing to Kylo? Well, <laughs> for one thing, this is going to sound really stupid, but not being the force user is kind of a big thing. Um because it relegates him to a level where he is him and he's dealing with his memories and his past and his relationships, but he doesn't have that sort of armor that he would have where he is this, this warrior that can do these things and, and, and kind of carry... He carries the, the reputation, but he doesn't get any sort of preferential treatment from anybody, you know. I mean his people, but, you know, it's not like I walk into a store and go, I'm Kylo fucking Ren. You know, that, that it just a funny side note, that would be what I would consider disordered behavior. Yeah. Okay. 
if I ever got into a place where the mind, the collective mind or whatever, could not pull the stops out when, when that were necessary, that I would be, that I would consider something I would need to go to treatment and seek help because that would be a thing where, you know, I would not be functional. You see the difference? Hmm. Interesting. Okay. That, 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 that's the thing I'd like to point out. Okay. Is that, you know, we do have a fail safe that happens. And I think maybe 20, 30 years ago that that wasn't the case, but now obviously things have evolved. Um, also, the internet. <laughs> now, wait. And also, the internet. Okay, wait, 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 all right. Twitter is hard. Okay, I'm going to tell you, I've made some of the best friends I've ever, I've ever seen on Twitter, but fandom is a thing, okay? And this is a big issue for me, okay? I sign on to Twitter, and I'm part of Star Wars Twitter because, hello, okay, and... I am Star Wars Twitter. Uh, uh, so yeah, I am Star Wars Twitter. Thanks, honey. No, I mean, it, but sometimes it feels like that because it feels like I sign on and I've got 25 thirst tweets about Kylo. Okay, and that's fine because it's amusing and it, it's I can separate, you know, myself from him, you know, but after a while you see things like there are people who write really well about what it was like being with Snoke. And it's sort of like bricks in a backpack. You know, I start out the morning and everything I see is like adding a couple of bricks to this backpack I'm carrying. And by the end of the day, I can barely walk because the backpack is so heavy. And I've learned through painful experience not to inject myself into conversations and be like, but, but that's not how it was. You know, I, I should know, you know, because that's just a little bit too loony for most people. And even people who understand, I'm always scared that I'm going to push that envelope too far one day, you know, like they'll say something and I'll respond to it. And I try to always do that sort of tongue in cheek, even if something hurts me. Because I'm terrified of losing the friends I do have because I'm making their fandom, you know, difficult. Quote, I'm doing air quotes, you can't see me. Um, you know, oh by... God. You know, the horrible thing just got too real for most people. Yeah, that's the thing. And it's like, there are questions for Kyle further on in this list. And he was talking to people last night and he was talking about, you know, how do you make up for things? And I wonder how many of the Kylo fans, they love Kylo because he's a, he's fictional and they can say, oh, he's such, you know, he, he was hurt and he was groomed and he was this and it was, it's all true. But if you were confronted in real life and this, with a murderer, but let's not, let's not, you know, mince words here, who said, I'm really sorry, I, I really didn't want to do these things. I'm trying to be a better person. How many of you would actually be able to say, no, it's all right, I understand? Or how many of you would be like, God, that guy's a murderer, he's a convicted felon, he's a this, he's a that, I don't wanna, you know, that's, he's not a safe person to be around. You know, I, I, that's, you know, 
I have to protect myself and my family and my kids or my, my friends or my siblings, you know, no, I, I no, I'm glad you're sorry, but you know, and I think about that all the time because you guys all have the barrier of this is a fictional person. Okay. This is not a real person. Unfortunately, whether you believe me or not makes no matter at all because to me, this is my real life. I am this person. I have these memories. I have these feelings. I have these, these, these desires and, 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 and pains and, and everything and the perceptions and I'm reading it as if, you know, you, you guys are at self-insert fix. I've seen a lot of, you know, I don't mean you guys specifically. That is all real to me. So I don't have that luxury. Now, I can discuss him as a person in the films neutrally because I've trained myself to be able to do that. And he, strangely enough, is he's broken all the rules of every front I've ever had. He, um, he's the first person I've had sort of clinical detachment from. I can look at his behavior and say, well, he's doing it because X, Y, and Z, or he needs X, Y, and Z thing. And I've never been able to do that before. Um, and I've trained myself to be able to be part of, say, Star Wars fandom without getting so upset every time I can't function. But it is sort of cumulative after a while, and it does sort of get difficult after a while. And I just, one of these days, I, I just, I, I would love more than anything somebody to send me a, a tweet like, hey, how are you doing? I mean, we've got people that do do that, but like, you know, hey, you know, I've seen a lot of X, Y, and Z today. Are you, I've seen your stuff. Are you okay? It's kind of like... Uh, the reason I'm so late recording this, you know, Kylo, it's three days ago. I, 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 my mind is boggled by the fact that it was three days ago. Um, was dealing with an ab reaction for one of his issues, and I'll explain that at some point if somebody asks. It's not in the question, so I'm not going to get into details, but one of his issues with uh, how he feels about Snoke and the whole thing and I had forgotten that right before this happened, I had started recording on my iPhone because I wanted to hear what he said and later and how he responded to things because I wanted to, I, I, we've been struggling with, with part of this a lot and it's, it's been very difficult. And uh, I forgot and then the phone recorded for three hours and then shut off because I forgot completely that it was there. And... Um, It was very disturbing to hear. Let's just put it that way. There's a part where he's hysterical, and it's... I couldn't believe that those sounds were coming out of my body. And it was like I everything inside me just sort of froze. So I ended up laying down for a while, and I was going to try to read and try to calm down, and I ended up sort of passing out. and. So I didn't wake up until a little while ago. So that's, you know, this is a reality that I live with every day. So this is a long answer. Um, but anyway, yeah, the fandom is hard. It doesn't mean I don't want to be part of it. And it doesn't mean I don't want to see it. And I don't want anyone to change what they're doing for me because that would be incredibly egocentric. Uh, just consider me occasionally. That's all, that's all I, I, I really want to say about that. Um, is anything else confusing to Kylo? Oh, there's a dog. Um, special guest Cooper. Um, 
Is there anything you can think of that... Uh, uh, there's not really anything I can think of that is... Uh... Joshing Ray about her eating is hilarious, though. She really does eat everything. Like, just... Okay, don't hurt me. But, like... It's it's hilarious because it's it's you know it's become a running joke and then other people have started repeating it. We were at the convention and uh, our friend Carissa. We were at uh, a restaurant and we were all you know eating dinner and we were complaining about the food because it was awful to be honest. And Carissa turns around and says to the waitress, "Yeah, she'll eat anything." <laughs> oh, there's Gizmo too. And the statement was that even I wouldn't eat it. Yeah, even she wouldn't eat it. Anyway, um, I'm sure there'll be other answers to that, but, uh, you know, it's, the rest of it isn't confusing so much of it as it is frustrating. You know, like the healthcare. You know, he's in a body that, unfortunately, has crapped out steadily since he's gotten here. I mean, he improved my A1C by two whole points. That's a whole story. <laughs> it's in my blog, uh, seriously, meta dash multiverse dot blogspot.com. Um, if you're listening to this and you don't know me. Anyway, uh, will Kylo or any of the fronts ever leave? Um, they don't leave. And this is funny because I had a crazy, st- I have a crazy stalker. Um, and one of the things that they, they accuse me of from what I hear is not, what was not being a true plural because my people don't say it's, I can't have, I'm not like, uh, my wife here. Yeah. I can't have five or six active fronts because I think it's because my mental health is not great to begin with. I think this doesn't work that way for you. Yeah, it might just be my, my brain pathways don't work that way. Um, I only ever had one for years and years. Uh, and now, I, you know, they sort of cycle uh, back and they're there. They never really go away, but they're, they're sort of, they sort of cycle into the the, the undersellers, I guess, is, is, is what you could say. If they do leave, will they go back to their own realities? I don't think so. I think their timelines end in their realities when they come here, honestly. Which is sort of what bothers me about episode 9. Um, I've been reluctant up to this point to write Kylo's memoirs down because my greatest fear is 9 will come out. And there's a reason they've kept everything really hush-hush about it. And there will be things that come out that contradict whatever he says, and it will destroy me. Okay, I am not exaggerating, people. I mean, like, to a level of wanting to walk into traffic if people start accusing me of being fake. See, I, I personally... Because it doesn't match up with what I've told them, whereas... It seems it's it's perfectly common sense that the timelines diverge. I, I personally think that, like, pretty much anything that happens after... Mm, why are you shining that light at me? So it can hear you more. Oh, I... <laughs> I, I think personally that the timeline... Yeah, the timeline stops pretty much at the point that people get here... And then everything diverges after that, you know. Uh, it's like, for I example, just repeated you for no, that, that <laughs> no, light really threw me off. It, well, it, it's for example, say that um, they kill Ray in Episode Nine, which they won't. But I'm just saying, I, I really don't think they will. 
Yeah, we could watch that in the theater and it'd be very, very, very upsetting to watch. But to us, that's not our reality because they stopped existing along that particular timeline when they came here. Um, by location is something else that's... I'll get into that eventually. Oh, never mind. Do you ever get to experience their realities in the way they experience this one? That's by location. Uh, not exactly, um, you know, but by location is a thing. Now, I wrote about that in my blog, too, and rather than me spending an hour trying to explain what by location is, I would suggest you guys read that, even though I went back and read that entry again the other day, and it is really not that great. Um, by location, the, the dictionary definition is being in two places at once. And it's sort of like disregarding all the rules of this reality. They need to see that clip from Don Juan DeMarco. Yeah, that actually is the best example I can give, to be honest. Um, now, they, they might think Don Juan DeMarco's a lunatic, so they, you know... You know, I, I find as I get older that I care less. As long as people respect my point of view... Can you insert a link into one of these or something? Um, I probably could in the podcast. I could I could put the audio, I could go through and edit the audio into this, but I don't know if you all seen this movie. I saw it in a theater, and I remember the night I saw it in a theater. I was losing my shit. I was with Anne-Marie and uh, my aunt, um, who knows all this. My whole family knows all this, incidentally, in case you guys were ever wondering, uh, which is why they stopped asking me, what do you need that for years ago? I, now I can call my dad and I can be like, I need a couple of rocket engines and a flamethrower and some green paint. And he'll be like, well, I think I have some in the garage, but it's more turquoise than green. Let me go look and I'll call you back. Um, seriously, like, they, they used, I, I used to make up the strangest excuses for reasons why I would need these strange things. <coughs> what do you want for Christmas? Well, um, and now it's just sort of like, oh, okay, yeah, all right, whatever, you know, but... I think when they finally realized it wasn't a mental disorder, they got a lot more accepting of it. They don't understand it, but, you know, they try. They do try. Um, which is really interesting because, you know, that's, it's just one of those things. Um, but Don Juan DeMarco was the film with Marlon Brando and Johnny Depp. And there's a scene where Don Juan DeMarco, <laughs> I love it, is sitting in the office that he's committed. He tried to kill himself. He's committed to a mental hospital. And he says basically to the uh, psychiatrist. the psychiatrist had gone up to where he was getting ready to throw himself off a roof and told him he assumed he was delusional and he was trying to get him off the roof. And he said, I'm Don Octavio de Flores. I'm the uncle of so-and-so and whatever. And he got him down. And, you know, his colleagues were like, you're not supposed to play into their delusions, whatever. And he's like, I was just trying to get him down and blah, blah. So he's sitting in the office, and he says, you know, do you know who I am? And he says, you're Don Octavio de Flores, whatever, you know. And he says, do you know where you are? And he says, well, I haven't seen a deed, but I assume this is your, your, your via. Yeah. And he says, well, what would you say to someone who says this is a mental hospital and you're my patient? And he says, I, th I would say that they have a rather limited and uncreative way of looking at the situation. And he says, look, if you want to know if I know this is a mental hospital and you're my doctor, I do. But... I'm also telling you that you're so-and-so and this is your via, and how can I see both well by looking beyond what is visible to the eye? 
Um, I pretty much mangled that, but that's the general point of, of it. You know, it's it's an amazing. I, yeah, the, I the clip is amazing. YouTube. Yeah, no, I've I've put it in my blog before. Um, it's you know, it's a way of turning off the things that. It's it's actually really hard to explain because there any way I could explain it, it sounds like role playing, but role playing is different in a number of ways. As someone who's done D and D and things before, um, and Star Wars RP back when I was a teenager, which is hilarious, <laughs> but you know, it, it's it's a lot different. There's no wish fulfillment, and oh my God, <laughs> all I would need to do to convince you is something I will never ever do, which is include an audio clip of Kylo crying and sobbing and saying why, why, and I think that that was uh, why, why am I disposable? You know, why am I not, yeah, why am I not a thing? You know, why did you lie to me? Why did you, you know, he's gotten, the thing about it is, is that there also there's a blog post that you might want to check out about uh, static versus dynamic characters. You know, to most people in fandom, Kylo is static in between eight and nine. That's why they write fan fiction. That's why they do photo manipulations. He's frozen as he was after eight. And whatever happens won't happen until nine comes out. To us, because he's stuck here and he's here and present, and so are some of his people, he spent the last almost a year working on himself. He resisted it for a really long time, and so did I. Because, of course, you know, as a fan of the series, external from that, I didn't want, you know, redeemed fluffy Kylo. Okay, I, I didn't. Uh, in the canon, you know, I didn't want that the trope to be a thing. I honestly kind of think that was probably more his. Oh, what's a really good word for that? Uh, diffusion, mm. you know, into you rather than you yourself. I mean, I know that, whatever. Yeah, he he didn't want that. I think is more more accurate. But, um, I hate to say this for all the anti Raylos out there, but. I don't really hate to say it, but I'm just sort of disclaiming because I feel like being a, human, a decent human being. Uh, he fell in love. And they hated each other for the first little bit. Uh, yeah, she's over there making a face and nodding and like uh, making this face like, you guys didn't see, it. just like you don't see the emotional work. Thank you, Gizmo. Really? That's the Shih Tzu's opinion on it. I just tried to move him away from you so he wouldn't, like, interrupt, and then... He'll, he'll crawl and roll. He'll come over here and roll on me. That's what he does. Hi, Fluffball. I wish this was a video, because he is really adorable. Hi, bud. Um, are you the mascot? Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. It, the emotional... It, I knew what emotional work was, okay? And I knew... And I've heard a lot of people talk about doing work on themselves and going to therapy and improve, baking themselves into a better person. But I didn't know what it was. That sounds awful. Like, I never did any emotional work in my life. But, I mean, I didn't know what it was like day by day by day to evolve from someone who thinks that killing people because you're angry and you want people to fear you and you want this armor of hatred and pain and, 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 and bloodlust 
to someone who is ashamed of the things that they have done and is still on the cusp of being confused about how to how to express that but someone who cares more about other people's pain than I think it was the moment that he could see I think I wrote this down a while ago the moment that he saw pain in someone else's eyes and it hurt him rather than made him angry and resentful was the real turning point, I think. And um, it's, it's hard. Um, anyway, let me move on because I'll never get through this. Um, why is Kylo with you and not someone else? I don't know. Um, I really believe that I... I mean, I've babbled about this over the years, about my theories about this. You know, I was three months early and, you know, almost died. I had the, I, I, my mother's placenta detached and then I had, you know, I by all rights should not be here and I was an accident. Um, you know, I shouldn't be here now. And I, I a lot of times I have thought that <coughs> by having people that, that I was meant to be a conduit that sounds really melodramatic but that by having people and by expressing their journey that I'm doing something you know I, I, I made some I've made a lot of mistakes in my life this way um, I've you know and now as I get older I want to be very public about my journey with Kylo but not in a way that is self-aggrandizing to me it's not like I'm super crazy important and I'm, you know, the, the person that you need to pay attention to because, you know, but just because what he's going through is honest and real and unlike some anything I've ever been through before and I think it, it might be, you know, it could help people and I'm willing to do that. Maybe because I have disabilities which allow me the time to, uh, to do that, but that, that, that theory kind of goes out the window when you realize that I used to be an athlete and a, a, a competitive martial artist. I, I competed in, uh, you know, uh, Taekwondo, you know, weapons, sparring forms, you know, jujitsu. I, I grappled all the time, all the time. Oh my God. Um, if you could be addicted to grappling, that was me. I had a friend that, uh, every time even we'd be walking home. Um, the yes, I am. Every time uh, we'd be walking home, we'd pass a, 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 a lawn and we'd look at each other and we'd take our shoes off and go for it. You know, we practiced all the time. Um, and I boxed, you know, and that was ne never uh, competitively. That was something I never did competitively. But, you know, I trained a lot and a lot of it had to do with the metaphysics. I was, you know, training my body because it was something that I felt I had to do. But uh, I don't know. Um, I wonder if that... Oh, whoa. Out of the darkness comes the Shithu face. Dog, you've just scared the crap out of me. <laughs> Hi, buddy. No, okay. I kissed you. You're done. <laughs> Don't climb on me. Um, this is a heron. Anyway, um, I, uh, so I don't know, honestly. I'm, I'm assuming in the fullness of time, maybe I'll know. I'm assuming Kylo has certain things he likes. Does that ever conflict with your likes or dislikes? Um, Kylo is, what? Never mind. Was that, was that something like off color you were? No, 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 no. I have no idea what you said. What, what did you say? I, no, that part didn't matter. 
all right, all right, all right. Anyway, uh, he's not a big eater. Um, Neither are you. I'm not either, but he's very, my body is a weapon and I need to be a, you know, which it doesn't work very well with the, 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 the disorders that I have with my spine and I have facet arthrosis in my hips, which I just discovered two days ago is uh, severe enough to be considered a disability by itself. Um, I kept wondering why, you know, my hips would go in and out of socket, but Despite all that, on my good days, and despite the IH and everything, he's still up in training, and he paces a rut in the floor when I feel, you know, up to it, and which is why I'm so exhausted when he's not here. Um, but he is very much like a, you know, I have what they think it might be Cushing's, which is why I tend to keep fluid and whatever around my chin and my neck, which makes me super self-conscious. So people might be inclined to laugh when I say, oh, no, he's a very big, my body is a weapon, blah, blah. But you can ask her. Yeah, like, at this point, like, if you didn't retain that right there, you probably would have lost, you know, already another 40 pounds for as much motion as he does. I've lost, I was so self-conscious. You lost almost 60 pounds. I mean, you know, I've lost a lot of weight, and it's all down to him. Whoops. Because, you know, he, he's just a kinetic uh, monster. Moves. You know, he, he does not sit still. Um, which conflicts, you know, with me because I'm not a couch potato or anything, but I can sit still and play video games. You know, I'm a humongous, avid gamer, humongous, and I have been my whole life, as you guys can probably tell. And, you know, I can sit and read for six or seven hours or whatever, and he can study. He does do that, but he's very motion-oriented, and, and, you know, he paces a lot, and, you know, um... He doesn't eat a lot, um, which is unhealthy because I am diabetic, and I'm almost not diabetic, or at least six months ago I was, and I wrote a blog post about it because that was the three months that he was here at the time, really cemented and here, and my A1C dropped two full points, and I, they almost took me off the diabetic uh, register, you know, they, they said it was almost normal after three years because he, his diet and uh, motion had changed my habits so dramatically that uh, it was it was amazing. Um, so it may have saved my life. I don't know. I don't know where I'm at now because I've been very, very ill the last few weeks. Um, still am. So I'm sitting here sort of sweating and kind of like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Um, he... he doesn't really have that problem with having tastes or preferences and things like uh, clothing, food, music, uh, whatever that like really jarred badly and I think then uh, it, it goes down to whatever you're sharing space with having to you know acclimate itself to what it's living with well his clothes uh, his clothes are definitely like his clothes are definitely a thing like, his taste in clothes is different than mine um, like I've got a, I've got a couple of people who are, are a little more picky about their clothes than others but um, not to not as bad as you are by a long shot he likes form-fitting stuff. He likes long stuff, which was really hard over the summer. Um, I know why. I'm not going to... Gizmo, I love you, but you cannot come and kiss me right now. I'm talking. Yes, thank you. Anyway, um, he's a very little dog. Um, and as such, thinks he's much bigger than he is in presence and, you know, entitlement. Yeah, Bye. Um, he, he likes, um, you know, 
I remember the first clothes that we got him. She went to the store and, and got him clothes that, you know, because he didn't have any clothes of his own. And it's funny because they were form-fitting when I got them. And as the weight literally melted off me, they turned baggy in less than two months. They turned into, you know, super oversized clothes that wouldn't stay on. So I'm thinking uh, maybe this week I'm going to get him some new stuff because he really needs uh, needs it. I need to fix my car <laughs> uh, so I can move it before the snow flies. But uh, winter is coming. Um, anyway, uh, very true here. Uh, my landlord needs to be able to move the car. Um, but, you know, stuff like that. He, um, His music tastes tend toward the, the loud and, uh, and angry still. Um, but I was always sort of that, inclined that way anyway. Uh, when he's in a mood, he tends toward these really dark songs, though. Um, there's one that he's taken to playing a lot, which is the, the, the song Ghost uh, which by Badflower, which you haven't heard it. But content warning if you go to listen to it because it literally is about killing yourself. It's very graphically about killing yourself. Um, and he's taken to playing it a lot when he's in a mood and it's kind of disturbing because I, as a person, have dealt with suicidal ideation for most of my life and I understand why he's in the place he's in right now, but it's not, you know, it's all, th thankfully he has a support network. I don't understand why and neither does he. He doesn't understand how people have forgiven him um, and want to see him do good things and want to see him become a better person, and all I can say is that he's lucky. Oh, now we're getting some of the, the, the difficult ones. When you offered to teach Ray about the Force, I noticed you didn't say the dark side, you just said the Force. Were you offering to teach her in general? <clears throat> um, I may answer this sort of uh, by radio, which means I'll take his answers and sort of, you know... <sighs> Don't laugh. I feel you laughing in the room over there. You're smirking. The problem with having her sitting here is that it's very, it makes me very self-conscious about things like this. Because I think she's sitting there going like, really, why don't you answer that question? You know, and I'd like to know the answer to that question. It was not a thought-out proposal. Um, honestly... It was a, a possessive sort of proposal. It was, a, here's this person that is untrained and very powerful, and I feel like I should know them. I feel like I should, like, together we could be a thing. I don't know what kind of a thing. It wasn't ever a, 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 a it wasn't a, a let's sit down and, and, and draw out a, a, a blueprint for this, you know, it was, but it was a, you know, we'd be a thing, you know, it's sort of like saying, you know, stop fighting me and, and we could, you know. It wasn't a Vader thing. It wasn't like a let's overthrow the, the master and rule together. That At that moment, that wasn't a thing. It was just sort of a, you know, it, it, I don't know. if it, It's hard to explain to people who've never been in a fight. <laughs> and I'm not disparaging anybody. I'm just saying it's hard to explain if you've never lived, if you don't have memories of things like lightsaber battles when you're up to your knees in snow. 
you know, and everything is falling down around you, including your life, you know, and there had been the thing, and it, it, the thing, yeah, I'm doing really well, you know, it, it, it wasn't a thought-out proposal, it was, you know, it wasn't, I will be your dark master, you know, incidentally, though, um, the studying that was done was not just dark side knowledge, and it wasn't just, you know, oh, you know, we'd learned under Luke about the light side and, uh, you know, under Snoke about the dark side. Snoke is very all-encompassing in his, uh, I'm making gestures that you guys can't see, in his direction uh, about the Force. Um, because that balance, I think he knew more than anybody else that the balance was the key to the, the power. The, the real power. Um, Palpatine, you know, oh, you don't understand the power of the dark side. Well, that may be true, but the dark side, there, I'm getting nervous. The dark side has inherent weaknesses that can be countered by knowledge, equal knowledge of the, the opposite, I'm air quoting, uh, side of the force. Because, but it's hard. It's a hard, it's a hard line to walk because too much of one side and you're weak to the other and too much of the other and you lose sight of, of you know, what you're doing. Anyway, uh, when you took your glove off to reach out to Ray, was that the first time you had touched someone in years? Ouch! That's personal. Um, fuck it. I mean, honestly, what do you guys think? I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of, you know, touching going on there. You mean like a voluntary, friendly touch? Yes. Things that, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of back slapping in the First Order, you know, it wasn't a... I, I saw that deleted scene from the, the films. Yeah, about the Batch 8? Yeah, that oh, was God. that yeah. was a thing, you know, but <laughs> but, you know, soldiers are different. You know, it's one thing to be part of and yet apart from something. Um, I read a lot of, I, I actually don't read a lot of fics, but the, the two or three that I've seen have all mentioned ship sex workers, which is really interesting. And I think that on a, um, if there were, I did not I know about it. I think somebody just gave you a, like a, who like cleared that look? <laughs> if, if there were, I did not know about it. Um, on a ship the size of the Supremacy, where they have factories and, you know, shipyards and things all contained on this one massive flagship, it would not surprise me. But uh, those urges were not a thing that were uh, encouraged. So uh, there was none of that either. <clears throat> and uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm not going to get into it because uh, then I might get kind of angry, so uh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to turn this off and then have to deal with the fallout, the emotional fallout of uh, of having talked about it, um, you know, because I don't want to put them through that. That's not fair. Um, how did Snoke influence you before you were with him? Was it like a voice in your head overwhelming you emotionally, or was it all the time or just occasionally? You know, if you ask 
the general, I think she'd tell you that there were nightmares as a child. Um, until it was something that we didn't talk about anymore. Um, and you know, it's funny because I, I have done so much emotional work that I can now recognize the, that I put up a wall by saying something like, the general. You know, I, I lose out, I leave out the personal things and the, the connections and things like that. And I, I notice that it's a self-defensive mechanism when, ouch, sorry, ah, losing the feeling in my arm uh, when I say things like that. But uh, there were nightmares, you know. Uh, there were sorry I'm I'm I'm, th I'm just thinking back it, it's a thing I mean I think voice is is accurate to a degree but it's not like you just hear someone speaking in your ear. And again, it's very hard to describe to someone who probably has never experienced it before. And I realize that. I realize now that, that um, the perspective that I'm looking at it from, I think I'm running a fever again because I'm like running off with sweat. Because I was freezing earlier and now I'm roasting to death, so go figure. Um, I've taken my antibiotic, which I conveniently forgot in the last couple of days. Yeah, I, I see your face. Um, I will tell you that the moment of, the moment of reckoning there, oh no, th there's a question about that later and I'll get to that. Um, it's hard to describe it. It's not like you hear a voice in your ear saying do this or don't do that. It's more like a sense that someone is there with you, but they're, they're not physically there, you're not sitting there talking, you know, moments in meditation, things like that, um, sort of nudges here and there, and as time went on, it got more pronounced and more pre prevalent, um, this constant sort of I don't want to say urging, but this constant sort of presence, like having an imaginary friend that's telling you they don't really understand you, you know, they don't appreciate you, they don't, they don't, they're afraid of you, that was the, that was the main thing, they're afraid of you, they're, they're all afraid of you, they, 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 hearing people argue, here's the thing about it, is that children, raised in the time of the New Republic, heard, no one, not a lot of people heard about Vader as having been redeemed, okay? To the galaxy at large, Vader was the bad guy, the big, scary, genocidal bad guy. And Leia was not the big, forgiving type as far as Vader went. She didn't tell stories of, well, he was a horrible, awful bad guy, but in the end, you know, 
Yeah, he didn't, you know, not kill, you know, his kid. Yeah, that's... So, yeah, all right, all right, all right. So, hearing people argue when they don't think you can hear them and comparing you to someone who, to you, is this big, awful monster certainly does have an effect because they didn't say anything. It wasn't growing up with the knowledge that this is the lineage that you come from. This was not being told until there was reason for the person to tell it. And uh, that's a whole story I'm not going to get into. But so, yeah, there, there was, it was always, yeah, she wasn't like the only, like there was someone out there somewhere that understood, but it wasn't there. And for the longest time, I was like feeling like it was something, uh, like I assume that people growing up with mental illness, uh, you know, you, you try to fight it off, you try to shut it out, you try to say, this is not the thing I should be listening to, this is not what I should be doing. Um, this is wrong, this is bad, this is, you know, and you fight it and you can't, and then you feel worse because you can't, and then it opens you up to it more than had you just sort of, there's a, a, a technique that, a meditation technique that, you know, I hear a lot that I've used in the past, which is, you know, you let your fear in. You say, I'm going to give it 10 minutes to run rampant, and then it's gone. I'm going to entertain it. I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to examine it. Even Palpatine said that to Vader, according to one of the transcriptions. You know, your, your guilt and your shame are yours and they're precious, you know, take them and examine them. Take them to a, a high, cold place and examine them, you know, and, you know, and then, you know, let it go. And, and had that been a, a thing that had happened, things might not have happened the way they did. Um, apart from Snoke, what is the biggest influence to your decisions right now? I, I almost made it a, a joke about not getting killed uh, by certain people, but I decided not to make that joke. Uh, uh, I think she's over here. No, I don't know. Right now, actually, right now, to be honest, right now, if you're talking about this reality, this journey, every crossroads, there is a decision of is this bad? or not, and that sounds really childish, but it's not, it, it's more like would this, these people be proud of me if I, if I made this choice, and I know you can't live your life for other people, but sometimes you have to, and incidentally, if anybody's struggling with the reason to need to live, if you're depressed, if you're listening to this a year from now, or whatever, it is okay to live for somebody else until you find a reason to go on. It is okay to live for your, your lover or your dog or, you know, the update to your, your video game that you're waiting for. It is okay to hold on to one thing. Um, it's good that you remember that. Never mind. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I owe them this month for that. Um... I have a video game I'm waiting for that's coming out. I, I think it's a collective more than, you know. But uh, still, you guys probably already know that because you've seen me rant about it forever. 
um, I will, you'll, no one will ever see me again once that happens. No, that's not true, but, you know, because my mission has become to be public about the journey I'm going through, and even if I'm spending, you know, 10 hours at a whack playing a video game, that the journey will still be there, because he's always there. I don't mean Kylo. I'm Kylo. That's weird. Anyway, you know, I, I make it sound like a joke, but I'm looking at that thing hanging up there, and it's it, I, it's been up there, and I, I really it's making me nervous. It's making me uncomfortable. Uh, never mind. Uh, it, there would be a, need to be a lot of backstory to that. That is always there. It, uh, defining yourself by your trauma is the thing to let go of. I think about let the past die. It was true and false at the same time. Letting go of things that happened that hurt you, that, you know, there's a difference between forgetting and letting go. Something I didn't realize until recently. You know, you can't forget what made you who you are. <laughs> but uh, you have to let go of, of it or, or, or let it let go of you. And I'm not there yet. I'm getting there slowly. Working for five days on a five stanza fucking poem, and it's so bad that I can't even, it's awful. Anyway, um, so there, that's an honest answer to that. Um, when it's finally quiet and you're alone, what is the first thing that occupies your mind? Pretty much that. If you're talking, you know, it, it's... I didn't realize how heavy it was. You know what I mean? It's always there. I read a, a tweet from someone a few days ago saying, you know, the more I think about it, the more it seems like Snoke won even though he died because, you know, he still got his hooks in and whatnot. And people scare me when they write stuff like that because it seems like their understanding is so... And I'm a real person, okay? I, I live and I talk and I fight through these conversations and I've gotten so upset that I've thrown up on myself and I'm not even kidding about that. I wish I was. Um, you know, and the, this whole thing, and, and and these things, these understandings that I come to, people write about, like, they were there to watch, and it's creepy. Sometimes I wonder, in circumstances like that, how much of the, the universal, you, you would have to expect that if this circumstance were possible for us, that some of that understanding it could be picked up like a radio frequency or something. That's also true, yeah, that is true. There, I think maybe there are some people that are more inclined. And I want to reach out to these people and say, come, yeah, come to the dark side, no. no. I mean, just like be, not just be my friend, because some <coughs> of them are, but I don't want to say be my advisor either, because that sounds really egocentric. I don't mean it like that either, but you guys know what I mean? Like, the, the need to... But it would be really nice to, you know, get a hold of the half-dozen-dozen people who actually seem to be on the same wavelength. Yeah. You know, and invariably, God help me, they're always fanfic writers. Oh. Or just, you know, nothing of any good repute, probably. What was running through your mind when you woke up and saw Luke standing over you? Yikes. Did Luke ever try to talk to you about the dark side? Those are two separate questions. <laughs> um, 
of course, you know, he talked about the dark side. He talked to the dark side about talked about the dark side to everyone. Um, and I don't just mean Jedi Academy everyone. I mean everyone. Um, everyone. Shut up. It was, you know, very it, the mystery figure as a child because he was never he was there and then he wasn't and then he was and then he wasn't and he was looking I and I know now but uh you know it was always it's like there's a book I guess um that I read because I literally ran out of the 400 and some odd books I've got uh, on my tablet currently and I was sick in bed and it was the legends of Luke Skywalker and I had to laugh so I oh, I read it the Century Turkey. That was the best thing was ever. That in there? Yes. Yes, that was from that. And um, that's pretty much what sums it up, you know, it's all these stories that you hear. You know, you, you, you hang around with kids and you when you're young enough that your latent abilities don't scare your friends away. Um, oh, he's Luke Skywalker, you know, I heard that he did X, Y, and Z a thing and ate three rancors and, you know, uh, fucking blew up Jabba's cell barge with his pinky toe and then, you know, whatever. And it's, 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 you know, but I never, it was never a thing. There, there was never, there should have been more of a level of trust there originally. And I'm not saying that he did anything to sort of not deserve that trust in advance. <laughs> but uh, just uh, can I have yours because mine are over there. Um, I'm sure you all really want to know the answer to this. You know, what, what were you thinking? And I will tell you something honestly. It took me seven months before the mention of it stopped making me destroy things. I famously flipped a table here. I'm talking about this reality. What was it? In like March. Yeah, and two chairs. And through two chairs, I guess. Um, now I have one chair. <laughs> I'm just... And the closet door. Uh, well, that's... No, the closet door was cumulative. Um... Yeah, that, that... It was sort of right there. I'm sorry. I, 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 the closet door in our bedroom just actually happens to be running along the length of Kylo's pacing space. Uh, so, unfortunately, it's taken the brunt of some bad conversations. Um, I do that a lot less now. <coughs> no, this is true. Um, <coughs> a lot less. I mean, I hit the wall the other day, but I think that was just a response to my own emotional thing. Um, but yes, I, so I famously flipped the table about it. Um, and it's, it's, it was this sort of, it, there was no higher thought. It was like reptile brain response. It was, it just sort of runs up you like vomit. You know, I know it's an attractive image, but like it, when you don't expect it, you know, you don't expect you're going to get sick and all of a sudden you're, you know, projectile vomiting. It's, it's hate like that. There was nothing, it wasn't a thought process. All right, 10,000 fanfic writers poised with pencils. Uh, it, but I will tell you what I started to say earlier. 
uh, and that that is the moment of reckoning when everything happened. There was no higher brain engaged. There was no rational, I'm going to work this out in my head thought. But there was an overwhelming rush of he was right. They, you know, sooner or later, and sooner or later they'll betray you, and they did. And, and you know, and, and a sense of releasing I'm going to do something awful here, and I'm going to compare it to something I don't have a whole ton of experience with. <laughs> and, well, I'd kind of do... I, there's no good way to follow that up. Uh, don't make that face, okay. Um, I'm sitting in the dark, and I have, I have no doubt that I'm, like, turning colors. Man, sorry. Um... say that either. That's really inappropriate. Um, I can't even explain it. There's no good way. It's, you're with someone that you, 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 you love very much, and you've been flirting for days on end, like flirting very hard, and every time you go to consummate your, your whatever, you're interrupted. And then finally, you're alone, and all of that frustration comes out at once. And that's a really bad example, but it was just like this holding back anger and full immersion to the dark side is, is tiring, and you don't realize it until, sort of like my example about holding back <coughs> a, you know, a, a mental and I and the the body can attest to that. I'm not just speaking out out my ass because that would be really disrespectful. But I mean, you know, trying to hold back and fight against something and hold on by your fingernails and 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 struggle and be this put up this wall and hold your finger in the dike, you know, and 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 keep back the flood. And when you finally say fuck it, those moments are. Powerful. Not good, not bad, not right, not wrong, but powerful. Probably could have pulled down a star destroyer at that point. Because the moment of letting go is, and that's, that's what they bank on. I think Palpatine was the same way when he finally, you know, when it finally happened. Now, I think that's why Anakin Skywalker was so powered drunk at the beginning. You know, uh, uh, with the Separatists on Mustafar, you know, it's because I, look at me, I'm Darth Vader and nothing can touch me. And it's. So, uh, yeah. Uh, in your moments of stillness, what do you hear? And who has bigger influence? Um. Well, if you're talking about the general body, because we're fronting so hard and things are, have been so intense, 
it's all, well, I, can't, I don't know what pronoun to use. I'm stuck. Hold on a second. Ow, that's never happened to me before. Oh, look, first on, on, on recording, it's actually being documented. I don't know what to do. Uh, ow, hold on. Yeah, but no, oh, God, uh, uh, it's mostly Kylo's stuff, um, because he's there and it's 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 sort of a, a, his thing, um, and again, it's mostly there. There are some awful memories that have just come up, um, things that we denied or that we shut down or that we didn't let come out, we didn't admit. Um, and now that we've admitted them and sort of acknowledged them and, and spoken them out loud, some of them, most of them, uh, now the fallout happens and we have to deal with it. And that's normally what's there. Uh, who has bigger influence? And they clarified that by saying, can Kylo override decisions that are made? Um, I think it really depends on the day. It's kind of like five minutes ago, had we, you know, say we had money, say today was payday and we had money. Five minutes ago after having that conversation that I just had, he would probably have said, I'm getting up, I'm getting dressed, we're going to go and we're going to get some food and I need to get out of the house and this is, you know. And that would have happened whether or not I felt like doing it. <laughs> and it's interesting when you have a disability or you're, you're chronically ill or you're sick and you're living with the phenomenon because the idea of overriding is a constant issue, strangely enough. It's, do I feel physically well enough to do what this person's mind and personality are compelling me to do? You know, do I feel well enough to get up and train with a kendo stick? Do I feel well enough to get up and, and pace or do whatever? Do I feel up to a two-hour-long conversation about Snoke and, and things and whatever? And it's a constant balancing act between my physical health and how I feel and, you know, now I find that I've got a heart, not a blockage, but a clog, I guess, which is my, my, I've had, I've been symptomatic for months and months, and I'm terrified out of my goddamn wits. I called the doctor Friday morning, and I said, listen, can you please tell me what, what, how bad this is, and blah, blah, and I didn't get an answer back, because they're horrible about doing that. So I'm, I've been a nervous wreck all weekend, and then I've sort of just sort of gone to, fatalistic whatever if I drop dead over the weekend it won't be anything to you know if I didn't know that then I you know and I only know it because I read it in my CT report they didn't even tell me so again this might not be you know world-ending issue it might not be but it's still I exert myself too much and I feel like my blood's not you know is straining to pump through my heart I've been saying it to the doctor for months feels like I've got a rag stuffed in my heart valve it feels like my blood is peanut butter and it's not pushing up through my neck right, and my heart is straining, and blah, blah, blah. And with as active as Kylo is, it's kind of scary, because I wonder, you know, if that's going to be the thing. And I wonder if he's, you know, I don't know. Um, as far as, you know, as far as who, who makes decisions, it really depends on the day. You know, and, and generally speaking, if I am physically functional at all, he can override what I do or don't, don't want to do. You know, there are days when I'd like to sit and read for four or five hours and he, you know, does other stuff. As far as bigger stuff, you know, it goes from everything to our appearance, which again, you know, I've got the, the long, my, the black is my natural hair color. I've had it every color of the rainbow in my life, um, you know, grew our hair out and, you know, 
what we wear and what we do and uh, you know as far as life decisions yeah and that's the next big thing um, he wants to go around and, and do good things and in the journey he wants to to learn more about himself in a way where he's not stuck in the house in the same environment um, my GoFundMe I don't know if you guys have seen it you probably have but uh, you know, now the money that's raised is going towards fixing a car because it's a lot better of, a, of, a, of, a, of, a, of an idea than going on a bike. Um, the exact program remains the same, you know, but I need something like $250 to fix the car, which I'm going to try to do this week. I need, you know, 90 bucks, 60 bucks to register it. Um, if the guy ever brings the title to the, or the bill of sale back. Um, you know, and he wants to do, because we're afraid we're going to die prematurely with all of our conditions playing with each other, he is making decisions in that he wants to do something big and be very public before that happens. Because if we die, we don't want the phenomenon to die with us. I'm sure there are other people who experience it, although I've only met in 20 years exactly one other person that I honestly think experiences it the way we do. Um, but we're the most public, I guess, and the most unafraid to be public. We don't have much to lose. Now, I've seen a bunch of people on those fandoms and fashion pages. Uh, I mean, they're... And they're mostly, and it mostly reads they're like mostly fans. They're yeah. teenagers, you know. It mostly reads like people going, I'm so-and-so, and I miss my such-and-such, and, you know, and it, you get a feel for it after a while. You, you understand that the dark bloody, difficult, nasty stuff is, is what's real about it. Biggest challenge is the time to try to explain. I'm 10 minutes over, but I'm doing very well, and I'm surprised. Uh, that we're real people, that it's not a wish fulfillment or a role play, and that it's all the time. It's they're, they're, they're real people, they exist. I've explained it to my friends, and they still seem to miss something somewhere about, you know, it's like uh, why I say certain things, or it's like I'll make a post about Kylo, and they'll be like, well, I think Kylo does X, Y, and Z, and I'm kind of like sitting right here. Hi. You know, please don't talk about me in the third person when I made a post that was obvious obviously from my own point of view please don't correct me or, or whatever like I just used to be intolerable after a while when i'm not talking about like the new people that we've only like i, I mean i consider new people people we've known for like a year right. like the ones that i've known so far on twitter i considered intolerable when we've had the same friends who know about the phenomenon for like a decade and they still make the same mistake yeah i mean if if you're new to it then i understand that but um so really think about that. I mean, I, I'm wondering if some of these answers that dipped into what would be almost disturbing yeah. might help people understand a little better because they're hearing it and they're, they're hearing the sincerity in it. It's not just words on a screen. So, um, is that the last question? There's, there's a couple more. Um, what does he want from you? I don't think it works like that. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a sim. It's not like, it's not like possession. It doesn't, it, it Oh, well, I mean, sometimes it feels like not, it is. Not, not I mean, when, when someone comes in and takes over the front 
and they take it over really hard. I call it having an Uber because it's the only, I've had the same terminology for 20 years and it's just stupid. It's like, I used to describe it like having saran wrap draped over a doorway and you walk through it and as you go through it, it clings to your whole body, your face, your head, your, your arms, your legs, your body and molds to you and you look like a completely different entity as you walk through. Sometimes it happens that hard. Um, it's like there's no co-fronting or transition. It's just boom, Kylo. And a lot of that happens with the darker stuff. And that it's, you know, it's not a really pleasant experience. But um, none of it is pleasant. I mean, I, I, I want you guys to really be clear on that. This isn't something that we do for fun. This isn't what we do on the weekends because, you know, I joke about Kylo Day on Fridays. But that's just because... It's the day that we generally start out by having some at least decent quality time. But the last few weeks, actually it's been like six weeks, Fridays have started out with really uncomfortable conversations and really dark things, usually because I have, I, I have insomnia. And Thursday night, I'm generally, you know, up late. And then I'll, a few weeks ago, I read a fanfic that was the worst experience of my life. And I'm not going to name it. I'm not going to describe it. <laughs> I'm going to say that there are things that happen during points of his training that he had never told another human being except for one. And there's proof of this, you know, that if, if you really, really, really wanted me to prove that I talked about it before I read the fic, I could do that. Okay, if anybody, I don't think my friends are that much of assholes, but just, just in case, because I've written, I've made notes about it. It was, we read it at like something like 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. And I don't know, people make jokes about being triggered, and I don't, because I know what it's like on multiple levels. I'm talking puking, shaking, I, I can't even begin to express the amount of physical and emotional. Oh, that was that one. That, that, yeah, that, that, that create, that, that, I can't even talk about it. It's been a month, I think, and I can't even talk about it. And Ray woke up and came and sat next to him, and he locked his, our phone, so that she couldn't, she, she can't, you know, because the body can't see very well, hers, not mine, um, you know, it's not really a danger, and he still locked his phone to go to the bathroom. Because he didn't want her to even go through his, you know, he went through and deleted his, his history and whatever. And she's like, what happened? You know, what is it? What's the matter? Blah, blah. And he was, nothing. It's fine. Nothing. It's nothing. And she's sitting there kind of giving him this look like, okay. You know? It's like, it's nothing. You know? 15 minutes go by and he's like sitting there like, you know, opening and closing his hands and whatever. And she's like, listen, when you're ready to tell me, you know, it's okay. And I don't even remember how that conversation went. It didn't. That was that was a very, very early Friday morning. I do remember going to the store you went to, to go, get my, my weekly medication. Because yeah, I have to, to go, pick up my medication. You went to go pick up your meds, and you sent us the link I, I on sent Messenger. Them the link, yeah. And I read as much as I could while you were gone, and I'm like, oh my god. Um... And some of it was over the top and too dramatic and not something that ever happened. 
but there were a couple of details that, I mean, I know they say 12,000 monkeys typed on 12,000 typewriters for 12,000 years, one of them would produce the works of Shakespeare, but it's kind of like if there was a meme going around, you know, post your name and I'll write a fanfic about you. And your friend wrote a fanfic about you that included one of your worst traumas of your life down to the detail and you had never mentioned it to anyone. That would be what the feeling is like. So, um, I don't even know how I got on this subject. Anyway, um, what would you want from him? Is the, is the last question I have listed. Um, wow. You know, I don't think, again, I don't think it works that way. He can't give me anything that, you know, I want. It's not like that. He does give me, he's given me a lot. Uh, in exchange for, you know, having the body. I lost a bunch of weight. I've gotten a lot more active. Some of your fear-based stuff has gotten better. Some of it. But then again, a lot of my fear-based stuff hasn't necessarily gotten better. I just talk about it less. Mm. Here's a factoid about Kylo that you guys can, you know, if I see this in a fanfic, I'll know where you got it. So, you know, which is fine, I guess, because it's accurate. Fun factoid. Kylo can endure pain. Absolute silence. Um, and I say, and you, I, I, the more you guys get to know me, I think the more you'll know that I can make these, these th that the cheekier I sound when I make the comments, the more upsetting it is underneath. Um, he, <laughs> what the fuck? I just put this match out of my teacup. <laughs> I threw my cigarette in your teacup the other day. Anyway, um, <laughs> sulfur-flavored, yum. Anyway, <laughs> um, he can endure pain in, in utter silence. So he is a little dangerous for me because I have chronic problems, <coughs> and he's the type that will just sort of go, I'm fine, it's fine, it's all good, you know, um, some of it's amazing because normally I walk with a cane if I go more than half a block because of my dislocating hip and the facet arthrosis. And he can pace for two hours back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And then I'll realize that I can't feel my leg and my hip socket is so swollen that I can feel it bulging out in the back. And I will have to sort of send a body command that says you need to sit down. Um, because then there are three or four days I can't walk, you know, but it's amazing in the moment <coughs> that he can override that, but he's the only one who's ever been able to. He's the only one who's ever been able to. He's broken all the rules. I don't, I don't know what's going on half the time. Um, what he's here for, I think that his journey of, uh, his redemption journey, I think his... <coughs> journey toward understanding his own trauma and trying to make up for things will lead us to do good things in this world. And I think maybe that this might be the last, I don't want to say it's the last front I'll ever have because that sounds really fatalistic, but I just sort of have this feeling like if I make it to nine, I'll be lucky. Um, that may not be true. I mean, I thought that a year ago and I'm still here. But 
you know, there's so much going on uh, with my health that it's just sort of, you know, and, you know, it all got bad after he was here. It wasn't that, you know, but, uh, and like I said, this has been going on since I was, you know, healthy and, and competing in martial arts and walking miles every day and riding motorcycle and doing whatever. So it's not, you know, clever people thinking, aha, he's disabled and he's wish fulfilling because all these people are going to you know, try again. Um, not to mention that I'm more active with Kyla here than I ever was, you know, before. But, um, yeah. So, I don't know. So, I'm like half an hour over. I don't know how I'm going to upload this. I mean, I can upload it to SoundCloud. Um, I decided that if I do a podcast about the experience, I'm going to call it I, Kylo, because I just couldn't resist the pun. Um, <coughs> but, uh, I might edit this and put it up on Anchor and put it on Apple so people can hear it which, you know, will invite me to get some haters, I have no doubt. Um, if you're listening to this and you're not part of the AMA and you have no idea what I'm talking about, meta-multiverse.blogspot.com and explain what being fiction can is before you run away and, you know, decide that I'm batshit crazy, which I'm so tired of hearing I could scream. Uh, go read it, and if you don't want to hear about it, here's the cool thing, you don't have to. You know, so go something else. Yeah, do something else. You know, go go kick a puppy or something. No, please don't. Work. Please don't do that. Yeah. Oh, I would kill anybody I caught doing that. I would literally amputate your leg at the knee and then make you eat it, but that's beside the point. Um, that's Kylo free. Anyway, all I'm saying is the type of people who would be that hateful would be the type who would kick a puppy is all I was saying. I'm going to go post on Twitter that I finished this and try to upload it. It might take me an hour because, you know, Yay, my phone, and yay, I live in an apartment with a shitty metal roof where our reception is like being in a basement. Um, you know, so it might take a while, but it's done. Thanks for the questions, you guys. I wish there were more of them. Um, Sorry for the coughing. It's, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. Um, anybody have anything they want to add? No, I'm good. No, I'm good. We're good. Um, I was kind of hoping people would pop out and say something, but... Uh, I can, couldn't even provoke people with my, uh, with my non-pronouns, I'm amazed. Mm. Normally when I say, when I call people things, people are like, raw, but they're, they're getting right. used to like the best time to interrupt. Anyway, um, are you, did you just sigh? Yes, we did. Anyway, uh, so hopefully uh, this helped you guys. If you thought it was good, if you liked it, you want to hear more, you can ask <laughs> questions. I reserve the right to not answer questions. I almost, there were a couple, um, like the thing with Luke and, and whatever that I almost didn't answer because A, it seems like a lot of people want to know the answer to that because they all want to know the answer to that. And B, uh, those things are just, a, it, they're personal, but I don't want to reject too much because I'm very grateful that you guys are interested enough to actually write questions out. So if you have any more or if this has sort of uh, spurred some to your mind, um, definitely leave them and let me know and I will do another one of these uh, as soon as I have enough questions to do one. Thanks for tuning in, you guys, if, uh, if I get it uploaded. We'll hope.